You're listening to Deliberate Living, the podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a nomad, coach, creator, and outdoors woman. And I'm Beers, a vagabond, joy artist, permissionary, and story breaker. We explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms. Finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nathan Beers. And I am the other host, Holly Priestley. And this week, we are going to be talking about a topic that we've had quite a few requests from the audience for. As you may know, Holly has not been recording from her van much lately. She bought a house, and we're going to talk about that journey. And as you may also have noticed, those who are watching on YouTube and seeing the video, as Holly says, I have been in a different fucking place every single time we've recorded, which is a slight exaggeration, but not much of one. And I am once again in a not different really. place. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, yeah, first, Holly, you you live in a house and that caught even me completely by surprise. Yeah. Um, it kind of caught me by surprise initially. I mean, obviously by the time I was in the house, I knew what I was doing. Um, but the, the reason that I moved into a house was a huge surprise for me. Um, back in the fall, I was passing through Bisbee, Arizona, where I have traveled through quite a few times over the last few years. And I got the opportunity to kind of sit and rest and catch my breath. Um, The month of October was really busy and like kind of stressful. And I just needed to sit still for like a week, Um, which uh, I have noticed is a lot better for my mental health in the van over the last year is like traveling a lot slower and like being in one place for longer and then moving on and then finding another, like be in a spot for a week, drive a little bit, be in another spot for a week, drive a little bit. Um, So I was having a week here to kind of recuperate and rest. And while I was doing that, this is going to sound like kind of woo and weird, but I know beers is here with me (laughs) on it (laughs) while I was resting and um, rejuvenating. I felt like a taproot go from me into the ground and just be like, well, this is home. I just got this undeniable feeling of like, this is home. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess we're staying here. Um, And for me, I've never had that anywhere. I've never lived anywhere in my life, in my 32 years that I was like, oh, this feels like home. I know what home feels like in that the van is home. The van has always felt like home. Like even still, like I go out of the grocery store and I see her in the parking lot and I'm like, "Ah, that's my house. Yay. Um, (laughs) So the van has always felt like home, but no place has ever felt like that, which is part of the reason the van worked so well for me. Um, and I was pretty mobile before anyway. So then when I got here and I got fucking taproot, like through my body to the ground, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to argue with it. This is where we live now. Like there's not like a sense 
it's not like, oh, she got a job and she's settling for a job. It's not like, oh, she got a partner and this is where her partner lives. It's not any of those things. It was just my soul being like, cool, we found it. Let's make it happen. And then the universe conspired in a lot of ways to make it happen. And, you know, I'm happy to go into those details, but yeah, I also, to Beers's initial point, um, I didn't tell anybody. It was a huge <laughs> surprise to me. And then I went through the process of like finding a place to live and buying it. And like, that was a couple of months process months this took. And I talk to beers every week. I have friends that I talk to every day. I have people that like came to see me in Bisbee and hang out with me like other Vanners. Um, I have friends in town in Bisbee. I didn't tell anybody. My parents knew. And like, that's it. Like nobody else knew. Even people that I talked to every day, even people that I saw in person, I didn't tell anybody. And then I just told Instagram, like, I bought a house. What a surprise. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, what's the word funny. I don't think it's funny fully captures it, but it's, I marvel at our different approaches that it was, we were talking about this a little bit uh, before we started recording about your approach to literally tell no one until it was a done deal. You had the house, you had the keys, you were, like in the door. Whereas for me, when I first got an inkling almost a year ago that I wanted to try to go stationary somewhere, I made an Instagram post saying, hey, I think I want to go stationary. Where do you think I should go? And, <laughs> and I, I love, for me, I love to like, when I start feeling like really excited about a new plan, a new idea, I really like to invite people into that excitement and have them enjoy it with me. Uh, I, I actually have been tempering that a little bit just because uh, it, it does affect other people in my life and I want to be respectful of them. And if I get to enjoy it and celebrate it with them and a few people that are close to me, like that's that's plenty for me. I don't necessarily need to broadcast it as much as I, uh, as I have tended to. Um, I have a little bit more consistent community now that I can do that with than I might have had uh, in, for most of the last five, six years. But uh, yeah, like I, feel like I feel like if you were to ever get pregnant, that we literally wouldn't know. I wouldn't know until we were on here recording and you had a baby sucking on your breast. Like, I, like, I, I don't think that like, like just, nope, nope. Not telling anybody until the baby is here. When the baby's here, it's here. Now everybody adapts. Yep. Actually, when I started teasing that, like, oh, I've got big news that I'm going to share with you guys, like after the house had closed already anyway, um, I didn't say what it was, but I kind of like teased, like, I got, I got a big plot twist coming. And I had like just gotten like Edward, my new dog. And everybody was like, I thought that was the plot twist. Like, right, what do you mean right. there's more plot twists? And some people said like, guest, like, oh, are you pregnant? Or like, oh, are you, you know, like I, all of, all of the guesses 
ran ran the whole gamut and like uh that was one of them and I was like I'm really glad you think I can keep that a secret as long as I as long as that but like I could also because I do have a tendency to like keep things to myself and like want to wait until they're a done deal and like want to wait until it's for sure um and that's just like a huge personality difference in the two of us which I adore because I sometimes I wish I was more like open and like more um like sherry so that people could like celebrate with me um but for me it's more like like especially with the house I didn't want to say like oh I'm buying a house and then have something happen like jinx it right like have have something happen and then and then I'm devastated that I didn't get it and then I have you know my whole community who's like also that would like make the devastation bigger right but also it would make like in, on the flip side, it would make the celebration bigger, right? To have a longer like celebratory period with people. But I tend to move from, I guess, a place of fear. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't want this to fall through and like make it sad. <laughs> I have felt really self-conscious and, and I don't know, like kind of felt like I had like mud on my face at times in the past where I have gotten really excited about something and I've been very public and open about it and then it like falls apart and it's like well shit like like a couple years ago I mean before I was uh co-host on this podcast it seemed like pretty much every time I would be a guest (laughs) on your show I would be really excited about whatever it was that was going on in my life, like having a partner, building a schoolie together. And then basically by the time it was published, nope, didn't have the partner, didn't have the schoolie, uh, didn't even have my own uh, home, the lunchbox anymore. And then the next time I was living in New Orleans with another partner and we were uh, beginning to build a life together. And then again, within a month, like that had fallen apart and like I have really good relationships. Well, I have good relationships with, <laughs> with both of them, but uh, <laughs> it, yeah. Like, but I've, I've had to deal with that discomfort of, Oh, well, I was sharing all of this and it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. And now yeah. I kind of have to let people in on that, which which is how I felt a little bit about like Oregon. I was so excited about moving out to Oregon and mm. I'm not in Oregon. <laughs> 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 and I love so where I am. I love that. I love that side of your personality because for me, it's a, like you've always you've always identified as a permissionary. And for me, seeing you share in ways that I don't share, I have a couple of friends who share like you do and who talk about everything and who are always like updating me on things and I don't reciprocate (laughs) and I feel bad about it, but (laughs) like, I like seeing people be like, here's what's going on in my life. I'm very excited about it. Okay. That didn't work. Moving on. Um, 
here's this new thing. I'm very excited about it. Let's celebrate. This is amazing. Okay. That also went really well. Moving on. I'm really excited about this new thing. Like you're like a Labrador and I love it. (laughs) And I wish that I could be a little bit more like that. And so I have tried like deliberately sharing a little bit more than I'm comfortable with, with people who have already deemed themselves like safe and trustworthy people. Um, but then there's still like these big things like moving into a house. That's a big, huge friggin' life change that like, I'm going to like my parents know and I know, and like, that's all the people who get to know, but like the smaller things I'm working on, like letting more people in. And so seeing yeah. people like you who get very excited and like Labrador all over the place gives me permission <laughs> to let my inner Labrador out. <laughs> oh, that's so validating. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. I love it. It's true. <laughs> hmm. So a year ago when you were like, I think I want to be stationary. What was behind that? What made, did you just wake up one day and you're like, I think I'm done with the road. Mm. I think I'm done. You know, it was, it was a number of things. I, I actually feel like it was something that's been coming for like two and a half years that yeah, that when when I met a partner uh, about two and a half years ago in Florida and I began to slow down. Uh, And before that, I had rarely been anywhere for more than one to two weeks at a time. And often I'd be someplace for a day or two before I'd bounce. And I did that for years. And it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the variety. I thrived on the, on the variety of it. Uh, I love just getting to meet so many different people and it was, it was getting pretty exhausting. And so I met someone where they were living in a house and I ended up after we traveled around in the lunchbox for a little while, I ended up staying at, at her house for a while. And then we bought uh, this bus and started building it out. And I was helping with that. And we did much of that just on a farm kind of in one place. And it was just, it was really nice to just kind of wake up in the same place every day and to kind of have, uh, I love variety so, so much but to have some things that were <laughs> consistent. And, and when that didn't work out, I just, I returned back to move, moving around pretty rapidly again, but it just didn't feel quite right to me anymore. And before my ambulance broke down, uh, the matchbox, I literally had been messaging with love. And I think I've, I've told this story on this podcast before, but I mentioned to a love that I just didn't know that being on the road was continuing to serve me. And literally the next week I ended up finding myself stranded and ultimately settling uh, with another partner in new Orleans and was there for about four months, which is, to date, it's still the longest I've spent anywhere in six years. 
And <laughs> I got really excited. All right, this is going to be, this is going to be where I'm at. And then it didn't last as long as I thought it might, as, as long as I'd hoped it would, but I'd gotten enough tastes of like being slower that it was very clear to me that that was what I wanted. And I got enough tastes of local community again as this version of me. Mm-hmm. And that felt really, really yummy. And so I, yeah, a year ago, I decided, all right, I'm going to stop just l- letting where I am just happen based upon like meeting someone and us vibing and then uh let's let's you haul it and I was like all right I am going to try solo just figuring out where I want to be and I listed out all these different things that I was looking for in a new home and I thought that was going to be Eugene Oregon turned out after two weeks in Eugene it just wasn't really my vibe and discouraged. I went to visit some friends in Bend, Oregon, which I enjoyed a lot more and actually ended up renting an apartment there and was living there, recorded quite a few episodes in one place there. I recorded like, like at least, at least two or three (laughs) in that apartment. And (laughs) quite a few, two or three. (laughs) (laughs) and and that was when that was when an idea began to form with a very dear friend of mine um that we alluded to on our episode on supporting creatives where Mm -hmm. i just really firmly believe in what she's trying to create And I wanted to support her in having the freedom and resources uh, to do so. And so we started talking about, all right, how, how could we make that happen? And for a time, we thought that that would be in Oregon. And I wanted to get out of the Oregon winter. I was a little anxious about that. So I planned a road trip to come east and uh, spend my birthday in warmer climate and see some family for the holidays back in the southeast. And uh, while I was back here in the southeast, I visited a love of mine in Asheville. And it was, I went to this party for Yule. And it was this house full of predominantly queer poly folk. And I realized that somehow I actually knew like half the people in that house at that party already. And it was people that I was just really vibing with. And it was a community that I just really was enjoying a lot. And the friend that we're creating this creative container with, uh, they had mentioned a number of times how they had felt drawn to Asheville. 
And we had actually quite a while before that, we had thrown out the idea of us potentially trying to be roommates in Asheville at some point. And so decided to revisit that idea. And so I floated it and she loved it. And I was like, all right, well, it seems like, seems like Asheville is calling the Oregon of the Southeast. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, so it's been a very lengthy process. Uh, It's that's was three months ago. And just as of like three days ago, I am now in this house in the mountains outside of Asheville and so, so happy (laughs) to be here. And yeah, I'm actually going back up to that love's place tonight uh, to hang out with more of that same community that I vibed with at Yule. And first time I've seen any of them since, uh, since that, that night, but I'm just, yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to be entering into this experimental creative container uh, I'm thrilled to get to spend more time with this friend I love. I am thrilled to be here in these beautiful mountains with like literally a river, like a mountain river going through the front yard. And I am thrilled to be close to a community that I already am connected with. And I'm really excited to just find more communities here and yeah it's been definitely a much more intentional process than any of my other trials at slowing down Uh, and it just so far it feels right the whole process has felt right uh I've only been here for a few days, but the process has felt really, really right and very energetically different from being at that farm or being in New Orleans or being out in Oregon. It just feels grounded. I don't know if it's quite the, uh, I'm not, I don't remember how you described it, but like the, the root sticking into the ground. I don't know that it's quite mm-hmm. that, but yeah, my steps just feel really aligned and I'm loving it. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. I think that that's, I mean, as different as our stories to stationaryhood are, <clears throat> I think that there's like the, the common elements are like, it just feels right. We're yeah. trusting our guts and we're moving in alignment and every step feels aligned. And even though it's challenging in some ways, like the universe likes to challenge you when you make a decision to do something, she likes to be like, are you sure? Do you really want that? What if I just throw this roadblock in your way? What do you think? Um, but then as soon as you like show up and you're like, no, I'm serious, I want this, then it seems like she has a tendency to be like, okay, cool. Here's this thing that you need. Here's this other thing. Gonna go ahead and open that door for you. Gonna lift this, like you just pass on through, you know, like she seems to help. And I think that, yeah, not forcing it and like trusting your gut, um, is a really good way to do things. And I think that, you know, your attempts 
to do something similar in New Orleans and Eugene and Bend um, was a really good way for you to take more intentionality with it, right? Like yes. you're having this experiment of like, I know that I want this. How do I get this? Okay, I'm going to do this thing. Okay, I got some of the things I liked, but not all the things. Okay, what if I do it this way? Okay, I got a few more of the things that I liked, but not all the things. And like every time you make that experiment, every time you try again, you learn a little bit more so that by the time you get to this point, you're like, you have enough like tools collected. You have enough of those details like figured out that when it does feel right, you're like, oh, this feels right. Right, right. And, and, and there's part of me that feels anxious talking about this, that, all right, it feels really right. It feels really right. <laughs> and I, I've My signed a one-year lease on this house. Like I, I have committed myself to this place in a way I've not committed myself anywhere else. I only did a three-month lease in New Orleans. We kept it, we kept it brief, but I, yeah, there's part of me that's like, okay, am I going to be back on here in another month saying, well, that didn't work. I don't know what's next, but, and also if I am, yeah. then just like you said, it's a, it's a continual process of, all right, well, let's try, try this. Some of these things really work. Some of them really don't. And now I know a little bit more and I can work to continue to create and build and find and manifest what it is that I do want. Yeah, exactly. All and right. I think I that you're going about it through my anxiety <laughs> in real time. <laughs> folks. We, we will prove that the deliberate living podcast is not just a jinxer for the things in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What do y'all want to know besides this? Maybe we can delve into more of your direct questions on our Patreon. And uh, yeah, I would, would love really that. love to yeah, hear specific questions that you might want to know about what we're each doing what these life changes have meant to us both, what uh, went into making these choices, uh, any other specifics, just ask away, uh, please. You can message us directly. You can uh, message the Deliberate Living Instagram account. You can mm -hmm. go sign up for the Patreon and post your question on the board there. And yeah, we will answer more of them there very soon. Yep. Happy to talk about everything from like the logistics to the emotions, to the woo woo, to the dogs, to, you know, my house is still probably what most people would consider a very small house. It's like 700 square feet. But to me, it's huge. It's 10 times over 10 times bigger than the van. And it's so much space just for me and the kids. And it's not overwhelming. And it's, you know, it's everything is just right. So um, it's also like 110 years old. <laughs> so there's some quirks with it. And to it's clarify, folks, uh, she didn't actually have a human child in the amount of time that it took to make this episode. 
when she refers to the kids, <laughs> she is referring to Lisa and Edward, her dogs, who have very human names. Yes. Yes. I do not, at this time in my life, plan on having human children. I will just continue having dog children, and I will probably continue giving them human names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I look forward to meeting Philip. But, yeah. Edward. I, I know. Philip, like, meaning a human Philip name for a dog that has not yet come into your life. I will find you a Philip. I will find a Philip. I will have a Philip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you once again for tuning into an episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. We appreciate you all so much and we'll hope that you will join us here again soon. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.